beautiful lady out there. Good evening. This is Epsi Abelasisi Ekwagana on your beautiful radio program, Ladies Circle. This is a program that is designed for every lady and the men who love them. And like I always tell you, this program is diagnostic and then curative. So everything you need, you will get from this program. And we've been talking about a whole lot of things, but there's something I've discussed earlier, I also want to discuss with you. I want us to, you know, to give it a second touch. And I don't know if you can guess what it is. Can you guess? You're welcome to the program. In primary school, we were taught that there are three basic human needs, which are food, water, shelter. Do you remember that? But with the increase in civilization and change in lifestyle, human needs have also changed, inclusive of the basic needs I mentioned earlier. And one of the most important needs in our generation now is the need for acceptance, the need to belong and the need to be loved. I've discovered that a lot of people can do anything to be accepted in a group they feel that is honorable. They can do anything to feel loved. And because of this growing need, it has given rise to the fear of failure and a deep desire to succeed. While in turn, it has also given rise to different definitions of failure and success to different people. So to some people, success simply means joining or being a part of a particular group, of a particular prestigious group, for some people, they think that entering or belonging to a particular cult will make them, you know, feel accepted. Some even some go to the point of doing some bizarre things and belonging to some bizarre groups 
just to feel loved and accepted. And this is going to be our focus for today. We will be talking about rejection, how to deal with rejection. So we're going to know what it means to be rejected, the causes of rejection, the diagnosis, and how to deal with it. So let's keep going. So what is rejection? When you hear of the word rejection, what comes into your mind? Rejection is a deep sickness of the soul. It may be chronic, it may be acute. There are people you see, you know that these people are, are facing rejection. They, they, they feel rejected. It's written all over them. It's in their steps. The step they make is in the words they speak. They blame everybody. They feel self-pity and, you know, it's just all over them. And it colors the things they do. It colors their own definition of success or failure. Then for those other ones that are chronic, they've passed through the acute state and they felt rejected. In fact, for them, their mindset is we belong to the third class or even the last, the lowest class. And many times it's almost impossible to change this kind of mindset. But I tell you, impossibility is nothing for anyone who wants to take up his life and, you know, push it forward. So unlike physical um, sicknesses like malaria, typhoid and that, when you want to check out the symptoms of malaria or you want to know if someone has malaria, just go to the laboratory and then run, run some tests and you'll be able to know if you have malaria and then you start treating it. But for rejection, it's almost impossible to know that someone has rejection. And like I said, it is the sickness that is embedded in the depth of the soul. Many times when we see people that are you know, that feel rejected. One of the things you look at is they have this sense of being unwanted. They come into a place, even before you tell them anything, they feel, I'm not supposed to be here. I am not wanted here. I am not necessary here. I am insignificant here. And the worst part of it is that no matter, you can look at these people physically, they may be driving the best of cars, they may have the best of clothes, the best of jewelries, but within them, they are broken. Within them, there's this mindset they have. And this is actually as a result of absence of love or unconditional acceptance. I want us to look at two forms of rejection. We've actually looked at two uh, states, the acute and the chronic. But then let's look at two forms of rejection. Rejection could be long-lasting to the point that it has become part of one's personality. Now, for this, we say that it is chronic. It has become part of that person's personality. When the person speaks, the person blames everybody. Did you, do you know anybody like that? Anytime you walk in, the person tells you, you didn't call me, you've, you've not called me, you have not, you didn't text me, I was sick. And everybody has a portion of his or her blame. It could also be momentary, you know, that momentary, you just feel something just happened, just rejected. And this is caused by an event, but then the person gets over it quickly. So we say that this one is acute. But in either of those cases, rejection is not what anybody would want to experience because it, its wounds are deepest and it's actually deeper than any physical ailment. 
You know, sometimes it's even better for someone to lose a limb physically than to feel rejected. When someone is broken inside, the person is actually totally broken. Reason, because the things that are not seen are more permanent than the things that are seen. And this is also the reason why a lot of people that have sicknesses like HIV, AIDS, leukemia, cancers, EDC, may, you know, uh, times die more out of stigmatization more than the disease itself. So when we see people that have HIV, it's not really the virus that kills the person. Many times it's the stigmatization. The person feels, wow, everybody knows I have this virus. And then the person walks into the room and is looking at people's eyes. Who is looking at me somehow? Who is talking to me somehow? And things like that. And finally, the person is broken within and one of the things the Bible says, I don't know if you like, if you read the Bible, but even if you don't like the person the Bible talks about, the Bible is a, is a book filled with wisdom. I'm going to recommend it to you. If you don't have it in your library, pick it up and listen and, 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 and read. The Bible says that the spirit of a man helps him in infirmity, but a broken spirit who can bear. When a man's spirit is broken, nobody, no matter how rich you are, a man's spirit, when it's broken, it's almost impossible to bear anything up, okay? But you see, when someone knows that he's loved, accepted unconditionally, and all that, the person can live longer. There are testimonies to attest just what I am talking about. How can one experience rejection? How does it come? Rejection knows no boundary. Whether you're small, you're old, you're a man or woman, single, married, rich, poor, educated, uneducated, it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't know any boundary, whoever you are. That is why I say that physical acquisitions cannot make you to be rejected, or rather, cannot make you to stop feeling rejected. The the, the thing, you know, it's, it's deep within. So what will cure it is not something physical. That's why some ladies, when they are single, they just want to get married so that they will get out of this feeling. No. What marriage will actually do is even to amplify that rejection. And that is why we see a lot of, um, a lot of divorces and separations because people go into marriage wounded. They go into marriage with that feeling of rejection but i know that after today those things will take care of itself themselves so i say that rejection is one root cause of depression insecurity low self-esteem and inferiority or superiority complexes resentment inability to get along with people yes suicide and suicidal thoughts now, according to World Health Organization, I discovered that Nigeria is ranked fifth on annual suicidal list as at 1st August 2018. 80 suicides in 13 months. That is 15,000 suicides in every 100,000 suicides. Don't go out because after this musical break, we're going to tidy up on how to deal with rejection. Stay tuned. He saw the best in me. 
when everyone else around could only see the worst in me. Can I tell you one more time, one more time? I said he saw the best in me. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. I wish I had a witness tonight. All I need is one. Hey, he saw the best in me. When everyone else around me, yeah. Testimony when fuck walked you off, said you would never make it. What did he see? He saw the best in me. When everyone else around me is oh I said, what did he see? 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 I said, what
Can I sing the verse one time? Listen to this, y'all. I love this. I love this. See. See, he's mine. And I'm his. It doesn't matter what I did. But he only sees me who I am. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. He's mine and I am his. It doesn't matter what I did. He only sees me who I am. Sing it one time. We're going to go past this. He is mine. Oh, oh, oh. He's mine and I Sees me for who I am. He only sees me for who I am. And the reason why he sees me for who I am because he created me in his image and his likeness. He's mine. He's mine. I am his. It doesn't matter what I need. He only sees me. He only sees me for who I am. He saw the best. He saw the You're welcome back. I brought that beautiful music from Marvin's half. He saw the best in me for you. Okay, so why is it important to talk about rejection? Rejection in its chronic state can affect the body. Yeah, the physiological function of the body, the physiology of the body, I mean the functioning of the body. Many ladies have had cases of severe amenorrhea, talking about painful menstruation and dysmenorrhea, dysmenorrhea, painful menstruation, amenorrhea, absence of, of menstruation reason. They, they may not even know why that is the case, but it's because the more you, you, you know, you feel that there's something against you from within, the more you lose that joy, the more you feel everybody's against you. The, there are certain hormones that are released and these hormones will cause your body not to function as, as it should. I guess you've never thought of that. As a medical lab scientist, I've actually discovered that many ladies have uh, uh, hormonal issues. They, they, they suffer more of hormonal balance, not because of certain diseases in their body, but because of psychological issues they have. And then they have this emotional uh, balance and then hormonal balance, and it scatters them. And I've discovered that many times beyond medicine, when you're able to make this lady see that she has a better life, that she can be loved, that she has been forgiven if she asks for forgiveness, and that she's accepted. Many times they, they, they return, they come back looking healthier and without any pills, without any drugs. They start seeing their menses again and many times they, they start having, you know, um, less painful menstruation. So rejection is, it's, it's beyond the, the inside. It also affects the body. And another reason why the second point I want to I want to talk, talk about rejection is because no one can ever reach her potential. Nobody can ever reach his potential with this soul sickness. It's impossible for you to do because you feel that everybody's against you, the world is against you, life is against you, everything is against you. So the more you want to push forward, even the normal thing people can face and just want to jump over, you see it and you say it's because it's me. This is happening because it's me. 
if it were another person, they would have given this person a pass. So you cannot reach your full potential with, with that kind of mentality. And you know, when we talk about reaching your full potential, we're talking about bringing healing to the world. Everything you do in this life should be essence of life is to affect other people but let me ask you how can you heal the world when you are broken it's not possible so you see you cannot reach your potential when you have this deep sickness inside you and then the third reason i want us to talk about um, rejection is because many marriages have suffered under the weight of the soul sickness many marriage and relationships have been broken some that used to work have been broken because a spouse feels unaccepted or unimportant. And I, I just want to say a few words here for the married couples. One of the things you should know is that apart from God, you are the next most important person in the life of your spouse. The words you, t you say to your spouse are so important more than the words his or her boss hears more than anything more than in fact the person goes out and the world beats him or beats her so hard he should or she should come into the house and feel that love that unconditional love no judgment from you you are the next person whose words mean a lot to your spouse so you should be very careful what you say a lot of a lot of ladies are a lot of men are in marriages where they've lost their self-worth courtesy of their spouses but these things can change then the fourth point is because why we're why we're talking about rejection is because hurting people hurt others broken people break others bitter people are like girls they make other people bitter you know i've seen some certain movements you know we women are pioneering let me tell you the truth some of this movement some of this some of those uh movements they are just from women who are bitter they are angry now they're not just bitter against injustice but they feel the world is owing them they feel there's that there's something better the world should give them and they are feeling so bad they are so broken and that's why we, sometimes you come to social media and then you, you you ask a question like i wonder if why you should even get counsel about your marriage on social media but then you now ask a question like i asked my husband for ten thousand naira and he gave me five thousand what do i do you see some people that will say divorce him because that's what is in her mind to do but she does she may not even have the power to do it she's in her home telling you to divorce him so bitter people so we want we have to deal with the sickness called rejection so that's when we are you know making any movement as women we are you know we are pushing any agenda we are pushing it out of love and out of justice not out of the fact that we are bitter against the men folk so what are the causes of rejection one of the causes of rejection is what i call self-rejection it comes from you you feel there's just this thinking pattern you have you feel that there's just something wrong and everybody should bow to you and everybody should feel pity for you then there's social rejection social rejection is what i call um you know social it comes from social strat stratifi stratification you know social strata the educated and the non-educated the beautiful ones not the beautiful ones 
the fair ones, the dark ones, the shipley ones, the <laughs> shipless ones, and all that. You know, there's just this thing that runs in our minds. And we just want to be like someone else. We just want to have those big boobs and big boots. You know, things like that. And once you don't have it, you feel you were a failure. Because you don't have a certificate from the university, you feel you're a failure. Because you don't have certain amount of money, you're married and you're not driving, all your mates are driving, you feel you're a failure. So it's, there's just this thing you put on yourself. So, and the more you think about it, the more you feel, I don't belong, the more you feel rejected. And you put that pressure in you. And then sometimes fear of rejection actually brings rejection. You are afraid that you won't be accepted if you walk into anywhere and it's also a cause of rejection on its own okay then there's another dimension i want to bring in this is a dimension you may not be able to help and that is a dimension of our birth something you acquired something that you know environment something at environment contributed something um upbringing contributed Something like when you hear, I, I've, I've seen people who, who, who felt because they were adopted, they don't belong. No matter how much you love them, no matter how much you give them anything, they feel that they don't belong here. See, if you're a child that is adopted, if you're now a grown-up child and you heard and you learned that you were adopted, you should be grateful that you have parents that adopted you. Don't go sulking and... Anybody that tells every one of us is adopted. Yes, we were all slaves to sin and God adopted us. So for you to be adopted biologically, it's not even a case. The point is your background is not the major thing. What are you doing with the opportunity you have now? It's your responsibility. Okay, it is your responsibility. I don't know how much you have heard and I don't know how much you have learned today. We are talking about dealing with rejection and i know that this is one thing that a lot of people are battling with when i come back next week i'm going to show you how to walk out of this build your self-worth and soar because god has designed you to soar it's still me fc on the lady circle unizik 94 that one fm i give my appreciation to professor stella okona the director of Unizik FM and the head of station Zifi OB and the head of programs Echo. Thank you very much. I'm so grateful for your assistance and mentorship in this level. So, till I see you next week, keep living on top. Bye. You're spot on, Unizik 94.1 FM. This is Lady Seckle, and the time is 4 o'clock. And this is your beautiful host, Abele C.C. Equagana. Simply call me Epsi. You're welcome to today's program on the Lady Seckle. 
I'm excited, always excited having you here. And you know the reason why I'm usually excited? It's because of your anticipation and because of your expectation. They are the momentum that makes, that make me want to always be here. So I welcome you. If you listened last week, we started a very important topic right here, dealing with rejection. We took our time to define what rejection is as the sickness of the soul, which may be acute or chronic. And we saw that it's one major cause of depression, which in turn will lead to suicidal thoughts and even suicides and other forms of physiological anomalies. And we also looked at the causes of rejection. One of the things we looked at was as the cause of rejection is self. It could be self. It could be by social stratification. And then the fear of rejection itself. Today, we'll be looking at the signs of rejection. You know, I told you as a medical micro, as a medical lab, a lab scientist, one of the things we do is that when someone comes into the laboratory, we take the person's sample, depending on what we want to look at. And when we take the person's sample, then we run the test. We do diagnosis to actually know what is wrong with the person. We also look at the clinical signs, like if the person has malaria, things like headache, fever, and the like. But then we cannot necessarily rule out that this person has malaria because of headache until we do the diagnosis. That is also how it is. Rejection has signs and symptoms. We're going to be looking at signs and symptoms of rejection. As a medical lab scientist also, there's this virus that affects dogs especially. They are called rabid virus, just in a layman's tone. When a, virus, when a dog is affected by this rabid virus, that is by rabies, you've heard of rabies, that's, that's a common man's language, by rabies. There are two forms. The dog can begin to show aggressive character or withdrawn characters, as in the dog will now become aggressive or become um, withdrawn. So these are two forms or two presentations of this rabies in a dog. And that is exactly how it is in rejection. One of the signs of rejection is what I call aggression. People who have this issue of rejection, who have this thing deep-seated in them, especially the chronic type, many times they begin to display this aggressive nature. Reason? Because they want to survive. They feel everybody's against them. So they want to push against, they just want to survive. And then you begin to see things like people being disrespectful. That's one of the signs. They are, disrespect, they are disrespectful to authorities. Once there's authority, they don't respect authority. Reason, they, they see submission as subjugation. So when you tell them to submit, they see it as you are enslaving them the more. So once they see anything authority, they want to go against it. And then the second point is that such people that display the aggressive part of rejection are always bossy. They want to boss people around. 
Because they don't want to submit, they now want every other person to submit under them. They want to be above every other person. Have you ever seen such person before? Such ladies before? They just, you just see them, they are. If they are not in leadership, then no other person should be in leadership. Then the third point is unhealthy competition. Anytime you see people showing up this aggressive part of rejection, they are always in competition. You know, it's because they, they just want to express themselves. They want to prove themselves. Sweetheart, listen to me. There's nothing to prove. You are who you are. You don't need to prove yourself to the world. The sun doesn't need to prove itself. Neither does the moon need to prove itself. All it does is that it gallantly rises in the morning and shines. And no matter what happens, no matter how thick the cloud is, it will never make the sun not to shine. And that's just what I want you to, to know. That you don't have to get yourself involved in unhealthy competition to prove yourself. Then the fourth point is defensiveness. This set of people, they always defend themselves. No matter what you tell them, they want to defend themselves. They want to, they want to prove that they are not wrong. Even when it is glaring to everyone, even when there are so many witnesses that these people are wrong, they still defend themselves. Reason? Because they are already feeling battered inside. They are already feeling guilty of nothing already inside. They're already feeling offended inside. So they don't want more of it. So anytime they go wrong, when it's discovered that they are wrong, they still want to defend themselves to prove that they are not wrong. Then the fifth point is that these people, you know, express uh, excitement when other people are in pain. That is why when you see people that are bullies, they, have, they were actually bullied. People that, that rape ladies or even ladies that rape men. Yes, there are things like that. Or even big uh, teachers that rape their students. These are people who have been battered. They are facing rejection. So anytime, anytime they see someone in pain, they get excited. So they go ahead inflicting pain on others. When they see people that are happy, they, they, they don't like it because they feel they are the ones that should be happy and not this other person. I am the only person that should be happy. Every other person should be in pain. So they go about inflicting pains on others so that they themselves can be on top, but it doesn't get them healed. Then the next point, the sixth point, is that these people are rebellious. Uh, it, it's, it's, we can, we can you know, uh, join it with being disrespectful to um, authority. They are rebellious. Anytime you walk, they walk into any place, they rebel and they try to make other people in that group to rebel with them. Then the next one, that should be the seventh point, right? Okay, the seventh point is that they, they don't want help. They, they usually find it difficult taking help from people. So when they need help, they feel like I'm not going to come down to ask for help. You know, I've seen some ladies with the intention of trying to prove that what a man can do, ladies, a lady can also do it. You see them carrying certain heavy things. And then there are men around that will want to help them. Men have muzzles. We don't. 
that's the truth. We are, we are created differently. And then they want to prove that they can do this. Many times, it's because there's already this wound in their heart. And they are now looking for a way to heal, heal that wound. And they do it wrongly. You, you cannot get healed. Like, I usually see some people, they have malaria and then they are taking antibiotics. That it's antibiotics does not mean it cures malaria. There's always a particular drug for a particular ailment. So there are certain things you do that will never heal you, cure you of rejection. So these people, they never want help and they never, they find it difficult to say thank you when you help them. Because they feel that when they say thank you, that they are coming under. Darling, it's not like that. Be who you should be and you have to get that real healing for you to flow well. Then the ne next dimension of the signs of rejection is withdrawal. You know, I've told you about aggression. These people, they, are, they, they have the superiority complex. Anytime they, you, you come into a place, you see them. And, but you know, superiority complex actually is a form of inferiority complex. It's actually a kind of, if I'll call it the extroverted form of inferiority complex. Yes. So the second form of the signs of rejection is withdrawal. Many times you see people who are unnecessarily quiet. They've been battered in life and then they feel they are not worthy to be where they are. Other people are better than they are. That other people deserve best things than they do. So anytime you see them, they are unnecessarily quiet. Not that they are quiet within, but they are quiet physically. But within them is rumbling like a volcano. Within them is rumbling like a boiling water. There are people that are like that. Then the second point about the sign, about withdrawal sign, is that they think everybody is better than them. And many times, you know, we are all, we are all gifted with great potentials. And many times, these people that, are, that feel this rejection, they have this thing within them. They have this potential, great potentials within them. Like I said last week, it's impossible for you to reach your potential when you are feeling rejected. Because you feel that the society has failed you, family has failed you, and everybody, that's your perspective. Anywhere you walk in, you feel that everybody has failed you. But I want to let you know that it's not like that. Everyone sees life the way it is. But I believe that after the series, that your life will be healed and then you will go out and soar again. Then the next, the third point is that this set of people reject love. No matter how much you try to love them, they will never accept it. No matter how much, in fact, they suspect you. If you buy gifts for them, they suspect you. If you tell them that you love them, they suspect you. They are suspicious because of their past experiences. So they reject love. And then they go ahead and say, there's no true love, I can't find love, and things like that. Then the fourth point is that these people accept punishment for what she did not do. Let's say accept punishment for what she did not do. So... If she's being punished for something, she, she accepts it as, I think I am worthy of this. Like some ladies that have been serially raped. Many times why they don't report is because their, their captor 
have made them believe that this is who you are. You are a sex object. You are no better than this. If you were not a sex object, you wouldn't have found yourself in my, in my, in my trap. And with this kind of thing, you know, they are, this, this, this lady is made to believe that she's not better than what she's receiving. So if, if she's raped, she sees it as, as, as something normal. If she's punished for what she did not do, she sees it as normal. And the person goes on in life like, she may, she may look beautiful physically, but then she goes on in life like a piece of rag. If you look in, in her inside, it's, it's, it's like a piece of rag. But without, she may, she may be well-dressed, but inside is nothing. But I believe there's healing for you after the series. Then the fifth point is the inability to keep and build relationship. Just how can such a one build a relationship with that kind of mindset, with that kind of attitude? Because when a man walks up to you and tells you, I want to marry you, you now start thinking, you know, what, what does he want from me? He says that I'm beautiful. I think he's lying. Are you sure he's saying the truth? Because you don't see yourself as that. And when somebody walks up and says, you're beautiful, I want to marry you, you tell yourself, I, I, I think every other person should marry before I do. So they find it difficult to build healthy relationship. Even when they get into it, they still have this victim mentality. And, you know, they keep on fighting. And many times the man may not even know why the fight. No matter what you do, she's complaining. I guess some men will understand what I'm saying. Men also suffer from this, you know. And I guess some ladies will understand what I'm saying concerning their husband. There's, there's just this inferiority complex. They are insecure. Insecurity is actually a sign of rejection. Okay, the, the seventh point is that these people don't feel, they are not, they don't they have this feeling of unworthiness for good things. So, <laughs> I used to be there. If you walk into a room and they tell you to sit down, You'll always look for the seats, the, the bad seats to sit down. They tell you to pick something in a supermarket. You always go to what the corner that you know that, you know, this is just this thing. You're walking on the road. You're walking by the side of the gutter. It's it, it, you come to the bus. Maybe it's just an empty bus. Enter the bus. You now go to the back. Not because of humility. It's not humility. You just go to the back. There's front. There's, you know, there are places that you could stay and be comfortable. But you feel like, no, there's someone else that is worthy to stay in this better place and not myself. Then the eighth point is that these people will always do more than they are asked so that they will prove themselves. You've seen people like that. You tell them to wash the pot. They finish washing the pot, the mop, the, the floor. They do. I say, wow, this lady is so, is so hardworking. She's just trying to prove she's looking for love. Even when that love comes, she, she does not have the capacity to take it. Oh, rejection is truly the disease of the soul. Then the ninth point is that these people always fall the victim of if you love me, then prove it by having sex with me. Some men have taken advantage of a lot of ladies because this lady does not want to let go of this relationship she has found love and no matter what happens you know i hear you know ridiculous stories of 
a young man, supposedly, you know, what you call boyfriend, beating a girlfriend. And then the girlfriend goes back the next day. This is a man that has not paid your dowry, has not given you a wedding ring, has not made any commitments over you, and he beats you because he saw you talking with someone else. That's ridiculous. That's, that's I mean, that's, that's a modern day slavery. That's the truth. No man has the right to raise his hands over you. How much more someone who calls himself your boyfriend? I mean, we, what, what constitution covers boyfriend, girlfriend thing? What constitution, what law protects it? So many times men take advantage of this. If you love me, if you don't have sex with me and I'm going to t turn myself over to Amaka, I'm going to turn myself over to Philomena. I'm going to turn myself over to... And then, because you don't want to lose the man, then you now walk away. You now do what he wants you to do. No, you don't have to do that. You know, our next series is going to be about how to build self-worth. And I'm going to show you certain things you are missing. Life is better. Life is much more than you are living it now. Yes, that's the truth. There's a, there are better things you need to know. And you begin to enjoy life. There's... This air you're breathing in now is a soured air. You need a fresh air. You need to open up your windows and allow fresh air to enter into your life. I'm going to tell you and show you how to do it. Then the third point is, this lady always blames herself for every wrong thing. Every wrong thing. Then the next thing is that you see them over, overeating. Many times people that have rejection, especially the withdrawn Hi. They always overeat. They are always eating. They are always eating. They are always eating. That's why rejection leads to overweight, leads to depression, leads to suicide. So it's just progressive, like a domino effect. And then those people that have this withdrawn sign of rejection, they also are usually sexual perverted. You know, because they are looking for love. You see a girl going into a relationship with a girl, sexual relationship with a girl. You see a boy going into a sexual relationship with a boy because she doesn't accept her body and she doesn't accept that natural affection the other, other, uh, you know, gender will give her. And maybe because her in her affliction came from the other gender. She will always find it difficult to accept love from the other gender. Are you learning? I, I, I guess your, your mind is going through a whole lot of things. For some of you, you are seeing what is actually happening to you while you're not making progress. While you're having life, you know, life is difficult to you up to this point. But I want to congratulate you because for the fact that you're listening to this program, is a beginning of redemption for you. Don't go out because after this musical break, we're going to tidy up on how to deal with rejection. Stay tuned. He saw the best in me When everyone else around Could only see the worst in me can I tell you one more time, one more time? I said he saw the best in me 
Welcome back. I brought that beautiful music from Marvin's harp. He saw the best in me for you. I don't know what you're seeing in yourself. I don't know how you are seeing yourself. I don't know the, your, your perception about yourself. But I want to let you know that there is someone who is beyond all humans who has seen the best in you. And that is God Almighty who is ever close to you. If you've not invited him into your life, you can do it at this moment because life gets better when he is in your life. Yo, welcome back. This is still Unisic94.1FM and you're still hearing the voice of Epsi on the ladies' circle. So let's flow. You know what I usually tell some ladies? That time heals every heart. If that heart will give itself to healing in time, that's the truth. I've heard people say that time heals every wound. Time can only heal the wound that allows itself to be healed within that time. Okay, so how do we deal with rejection? One of the things you have to do is to identify and accept it for what it is. Rejection, that is what it is. Like I told you, when someone walks into the medical laboratory um, office and wants to run a test, we have to do the diagnosis, take the necessary samples and do the diagnosis. Then we can say this person has plasmodiasis, this person has typhoid, this person has urinary tract infection. We could say this person has this because we have proven beyond clinical symptoms that this, people, that this person has this disease. So we have looked at the signs. We have done the diagnosis. So you can now look at yourself and say, I think I'm suffering from rejection. So you have to call it the name because once we give it the name malaria, then your clinician, your physician can go ahead and give you the necessary medication that is required for you to treat that ailment. That is exactly how it is. So I have to identify that I am having rejection. I am suffering from rejection. And I have to accept that I need healing because I can't continue like this anymore. Then the second point you have to look at in dealing with rejection is you have to find the source. How did this start? How did this start? Upbringing, family background, was there a rape? Was there an abuse? 
this this thing I'm feeling was this sourced from people or from the environment? You know, I remember when uh, I was growing up, I perceived that my family was very poor, very very poor. Actually, we were poor. We tried in poverty. <laughs> so one of the days I went to school, primary school, and my teacher gave us a form and asked us to fill the form. So my dad was a civil servant. And I didn't like that word, servant. It was enough that we are poor. And then my dad is a civil servant. That servant thing, I didn't like that. So my teacher gave, gave us forms to fill. And we got to uh, father's occupation. And I couldn't feel civil servant. Because other people were feeling businessman, engineer, and things like that. I know my dad was isn't an engineer my dad isn't a businessman and things like this so i know my dad is a civil servant so i looked at that thing. instead of me writing civil servant that servant there was my problem i now wrote civilian <laughs> so when the teacher saw it the teacher was like ah what is civilian i said yes my dad works with ministry of work he said then he's a civil servant i felt bad the more I said, is it not enough that we are poor? And then my dad is also a servant. Oh my God. So in my mind, I felt that every other person was better than we are. And it affected me so, so much. But thanks to the Holy Spirit who boosted me, changed me, transformed me, and made my life brand new. So you have to source the, uh, the rejection. Where is this sourced from? If it's from people, you just have to forgive Forgiveness is one of the greatest good a hurting person will do for herself. When you don't forgive, you have given the offender permission, authority, and power to take away your comfort, your peace, and your future. You are the one empowering the person, the offender, to take away your peace, your comfort, and your future. So you have to do yourself good. Go ahead and forgive. Yes, choose it right now. Do all the crying. Do all the crying, no problem. But when you are done crying, rise up and tell yourself, Ebele, I've chosen to forgive this person and I'm going to move ahead. You know, someone said that when you forgive, that you'll discover that you have just released a prisoner. And if you look out well, you'll discover that that prisoner was actually you. If you're going to permit me to say a proverb in Igbo, it says, That is, when you hold someone down, when you pin someone down, you cannot get up just the way the person cannot also get up until you release the person. So, set yourself free. Wounds begin to heal the moment we choose to forgive. Okay? Then the third point is if it is self-sourced, like abortion, rape, uh, disobedience to parents that led you to series of, you know, other things. One of the things you have to do is to ask for forgiveness from the people you have hurt. And also ask for forgiveness from the one that once he forgives you, every other person will have no choice than to flow along and forgive you. And that's God Almighty. And when you ask forgiveness, believe that you have been forgiven. Does that sound petty? No, it's not. 
you have to just ask that forgiveness and believe that's how it works. Because the truth is that you have been forgiven. That's the truth. You have been forgiven. This person I'm telling you about does not take his eyes away from a broken and a contrite heart. Okay? So, you may say, I feel I deserve to be rejected. But he's saying to you, you deserve grace. You deserve mercy. Which would you rather choose? Continue your rejection or take up grace and mercy? Then the fourth point is that the next, that's the next most important thing you have to do. You have to change your company. Very, very important. Change your company. Because if by this time, those people have not discovered what is happening to you and helped you out of it, you need a new company. Show me your friends and I'll tell you the kind of person you are. Association. Association. It could be animate. It could be inanimate. When I'm talking about company, just, it's not just talking about people. It's also talking about the books you read, the things you watch. You know, many times people that have this rejection, they are usually prone to pornography, sometimes to horror films. They want to inflict themselves. They want to get themselves wounded, you know. So you have to change your association. Get rid of those things that, that keeps you where you have been. You know, there are people that are still living in 1994 and this is 2018. The people are still living in 2000 and this is their body just moved into 2018 but in reality they're actually in 2012 you have to move on pretty you have to move on so change your association change the people you you move with because one of the things you should know is that you look like the people you move with you look like the books you read you look like the films you watch then the fifth point is you have to build your self-image your self-worth or your self-esteem and how do you do this we're going to deal with that next week wow i'm excited i can feel you know a little smile across your lips i can see a glow just a little glow in that darkness of your heart because of what you have heard you know knowledge is power but i want you to go ahead and apply what you have just heard. This is still Epsi. I'm about to sign out, but I want to appreciate Professor Stella Okona, the director of Unizik 94.1, this radio station. God bless you, ma. And then the head of stations, if you'll be. And I also want to appreciate Echo, the head of programs. I'm glad you listened to me. And until next week, it's Epsi signing out. Bye.